Welcome to the She Connects podcast. My name is Susan Vandenhubel, and I am honored to be your host each and every week. This is an extension of my ministry, She Rises, that allows me to connect with women in the online space. You can learn more about me and my ministry at www.sherisesmn.org or simply tap the link in the show notes. But for now, let's dive into this week's episode. Hey, before we dive into this week's episode with my guest, Karen Hagen, I wanted to make you aware, in case you aren't aware, that She Rises has a really fun promotional going on right now for the annual women's conference coming up in May. And you want to take advantage of this because it's a really great deal. If you buy one ticket, you get the second one 20% off. So buy one, get the second one 20% off, which is a really great deal. Use the promo code RISE. 22 and it is case sensitive so you need to use capital letters rise 22 all that information is in the show notes but this promotional ends at midnight on March 31st so take advantage of that click the link in the show notes use the promo code rise 22 at checkout and we will see you in May so what a great opportunity to invite someone to come along with you because these things are fun when you attend with somebody so grab your sister grab your mom grab your grandma the neighbor the lady at the grocery store whoever and we will see you in May and now without further ado here is is my interview with Karen Hagen. Hey everyone, welcome back to the She Connects podcast. I'm Susan Vandenhuvel. I'm excited to be your host again this week. And if you're new to this corner of the internet, special welcome to you. We're glad that you're tuning in. Uh, this week, I am joined by one of my good friends, uh, Karen Hagen. She has been on the show before, but really exciting is she's going to be joining us at the She Rises Women's Conference in May. And so we're going to be um, just hearing from her heart a little bit about what she hears God is saying in this hour and just a really great way for you to get to know her a little bit and make plans if you haven't already to come and hear from her and the message that the Lord is laying on her heart in May. So with that, welcome back to the show, Karen. Tell us a little bit about you, where you're joining us from and anything else that you want us to know. Great. It's so good to be here again and to be with you. And I'm very excited about the conference this year in May. And uh, But I am in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and my husband and I are the uh, president of North Central University, and we've been here for five years, been in ministry for uh, 40 years uh, this coming summer. We've been married 40 years this coming summer, and I'm turning 60 this coming summer. So this is a big year for, for me and for us. But all that to say, have a lot of uh, history behind um, our lives and a lot of experiences, seen a lot of things and just really, really, um, I can't say that I'm excited, but I am very optimistic and looking forward to what God has for this, the body of Christ in this next season of the world. You know, it's, it's challenging, it's hard, but we know God's already got a plan. And, and so stepping into that, I'm very, very anticipatory about what God's, um, God's doing in this season. Very excited about it. 
Mm, yeah. Okay. So let's just pull over and park. You are going to have a year full of celebrating. Wow. Those yeah, are, those are some really exciting things that, that yes. is awesome. Wonderful. Is. Wonderful. And you are not a Minnesota native. You are actually from California. Mm-hmm. So you, and you have family out there as well, correct? Yes. I have four kids and uh, 11 grandchildren, well, 10 and then one on the way. And so uh, we have a house out there that we've kept uh, when we moved here, we kept our house there. And so we are able to go back and spend time with our grand, our grandkids a lot. I have two sons that are a son and a daughter that are both in ministry with their spouses. Uh, my one son planted a church in Oakland, California three years ago, just before 2020, like nine, two, uh, 2019 fall and has walked through, you know, just such challenging circumstances being in the Bay area in Oakland, such a tough area, but God is doing a mighty work there. Uh, my other daughter and son-in-law, uh, they pastor a Spanish speaking church in the Sacramento area. Uh, my son-in-law is a Brazilian. So he speaks Portuguese and Spanish and you know, about three other languages, but they, they are there. And then I have two sons that are both football coaches and teachers. So they, but they're all in the Sacramento area, except for Tyler and Nicole who are in Oakland. So there's a lot of pull in my heart that, that sends me back there on a consistent basis. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. And yes. you know what that's like, you know, what I, that's do. Like. <laughs> I do totally, totally. Well, let's uh, dive into the topic this week. And just, again, like I said earlier, really talking about what, you know, God is doing and what he's speaking in this hour. And so that would be my first question to you. What do you hear the Lord speaking? Well, I will say that the phrase that has been, you know, just swirling in my mind ever since the beginning of 2022 is wake up and uh, just very, very strong in my spirit. And the Lord gave me these words that at the very beginning of the year, poised and positioned. And I really believe that God is challenging us as I will say as women, because that's who we're uh, talking about right now, but really in the body of Christ to be poised, which means to have a composed, self-assured manner. And so there's this attitude behind that that says, I have to be so convinced and so assured in who I am in Christ, what my position is, what my authority is as a believer in Christ. And I have to wake that up. I have to engage in that this year in a very, very strong way because you know, we all know that our season has shifted. I mean, it's like a pivot that we've had to, to make that has been so strong. And uh, we know that we're walking into those last days that the Bible talks about, and we have to be readied and we can't, we can't just like sit back on the sidelines anymore. And I know that we've probably talked about that a lot in the last few years anyway, but there's an urgency. I, I believe that. When, the, when God says, wake up, it says in Isaiah 52, awake, awake, O Zion. He uses that phrase twice. Awake, awake, wake up, you know, body of Christ. Wake up, my children. Clothe yourself in strength. Get ready. Put on your garments of splendor. Verse two says, shake off the dust. Rise up. Sit in throne, uh, Jerusalem. Free yourself from the chains on your neck, daughter. And so 
I just feel like there's this shedding that needs to take place. There's this, get the stuff off of your back. Stop looking back. Stop wishing that it was 2019 or 2018 before all of this happened. Wake up and we have to be in the moment. We have to be present and we have to be readied and positioned. That's, that's what I feel like God's been saying uh, as I've gone around and spoken at different places and heard what people have gone through and what they're struggling with. I'm really wanting to see that in my own life and then in everybody that I come in contact with. Wow. That, that is so powerful. And, Mm -hmm. um, I know myself, I echo that, um, Mm -hmm. really feel that very strongly. And, you know, as I'm listening to you, I'm thinking, you know, the, the past is called the past for a reason it has passed. Exactly. you know, and faith is looking forward. God is Mm -hmm. doing something and wow, that is so good. I feel like, you know, what you shared, there's so much depth to that. I mean, we could just do a whole separate episode on that alone. Wow. Mm -hmm. So such a timely word right there. Uh, So the theme for she rises 2022 is warring woman and uh, uh, taken from Psalm 68, 11, that God almighty declares the word of the gospel with power and the warring women of Zion deliver its message. So mm-hmm. when you hear the words warring woman, what, what does that mean to you? If somebody were to ask you, well, I don't get that. What does that mean? How, mm-hmm. what does that mean for you? Well, I mean, even just looking up, what those words and the different versions of it means. It, it really means an organized army. It means uh, warring women are, are organized, they're prepared, uh, they're readied. And the Bible and, and the, the, in the Hebrew or in the, um, yeah, the Hebrew, it says they are enough, meaning they are fully equipped and walking in the abundance of God. Again, walking in understanding that what their authority allows them to be, to do. And so I, I think that, that when I think of warring women, I think of just this organized army, you know, of believers, organized army of people that are surrendered to God, surrendered to his leading, um, you know, that, that phrase warring women Um, It's interesting that they use, you know, this army, they actually means it's like the feminine tense or whatever of this word. And it's like, why would God use that? But it, it, it really depicts this dependency, you know, as a woman, we always talk about the woman is the weaker vessel. The woman is all of this. And a lot of people don't like that. But when I think about it in the sense of a warring woman is surrendered to her God, She's dependent on the Holy Spirit and she's weakened in her natural strength so that she's completely functioning in the power of the Holy Spirit. So there in itself shows you how much um, these warring women, what it is that we are supposed to be involved in and how, what is our stance? What is our position to be in order to be able to, you know, fight this battle and win this war that, that God is engaged engaging us in. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And so have you seen God stretching you in this way over the last couple of years? Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's interesting too, again, with that God declares, it says God almighty declares the word of the gospel with power and the warring women deliver its message. 
And so it's like God is using, you know, God doesn't ever do anything without human participation. That's that's the, the avenue he's chosen. And so here we are, you know, the the help meet of the, in a sense, the ones who God flows through by the power of the Holy Spirit to deliver the message that he's declaring, deliver the truth that he's declaring. And so for me, it's that's why I feel this urgency in my spirit that we need to be be about the father's business. What is the father's business? Is it, that's why I say, get up out of your chair, wake up. You know, we have to go out and we are to deliver this gospel message to the world. There's not a whole lot of time left. We are out of time. We need to, to become. So it's very much challenged me in my own life to be a, a proclaimer of truth, not just when I'm speaking to a multitude, but when I'm walking the streets or I'm talking to somebody being way more, you know, just forward thinking in my, in my interaction with the world, because the time is short. And so it's been, it's been very challenging for me personally. I understand now that I'm commissioned, Mm -hmm. you know, I understand that that commission, or maybe I I've understood it, but maybe it's become more just relevant and more alive in my spirit that we have got to be about the father's business, because we are the ones that declare the message. Mm-hmm. You know, we are the ones that go forth and speak the gospel to what God has declared. You know, God has declared the gospel with power. We have Christ in our hearts. Christ is the gospel, you know, and so we have to share that. So it's really, in a sense, kicked my butt out of any kind of comfort zone. You know, if I, if I could say that, I apologize if that's offensive to anybody, but I have to be um, surrendered to God. I have to be in my spiritual state, not my natural state. And I have to understand that that's an ongoing thing that we are to be involved in at this point, not just a going to church on Sundays. It means so much more than that. And God is calling out his people for this, you know, this moment in time that is so important so important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that the days of, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but the days of complacency, Christianity, they're long gone. Yeah. They're long gone. And I, I also echo what you shared that like time is running out. Yeah. Those of us that, you know, we were aware of, you know, the signs of the, of the times and we understand Jesus, you know, his words in Matthew and, and just different other things like Ezekiel, you know, these are the things when you see these things, mm-hmm. wars and rumors of wars and, you know, yeah. all these natural type things and plagues and all, <laughs> well, yeah. here we are, you here know, we are. Yeah. Yeah. Very, yeah. Very, very. And, and I think, you know, for us to, to understand that we don't have to be afraid. We don't have to be, you know, Mm -hmm. just gripped by and paralyzed by, by fear Mm -hmm. that, you know, Jesus has already overcome. And because he has, we can too. We, you know, we, we serve and, and we love and, and we pray and we worship and we use our gifts from a place of victory. That's the victory has already been won. Would you say? Exactly. It, It has. And I think we, you know, over the last two years, probably before that, you know, the enemy's been doing a number and and just kind of um, maybe, you know, getting people into too much comfort. Of course, 2020 just kind of blew that all to smithereens. So we were completely taken out of our comfort zone. 
and put into a place that the church has never seen before. We've never been in this kind of an environment. And so the, in Ephesians chapter six, you know, the Bible's talking about the armor of God. And he says, therefore put on the whole armor of God that when, um, when the evil day comes, which is now, come on, can I get a witness is now you may be able to stand your ground. And after having done everything to stand, stand firm. Well, why does he use that phrase stand or that word stand three or four times in one verse? You know, it's just like, he is trying to make a point here that we have to stand or be steadfast and be in a battle position, almost a battle ready position, you know, clothed with the armor ready in, and, and walking in our authority, which is understanding our salvation and what that means, understanding that we are the righteousness of God in Christ, that we have the preparation of the gospel of peace on our, you know, on ourselves that, and, and we are the, again, the ones who share the gospel. We have the belt of truth. We have that shield of faith and the sword of the spirit. We are battle ready for whatever's going to happen, whatever's going to come. And that's what it means to walk in authority is understanding what you've been given and who you are. And we are not to sit down and be afraid because God has equipped us fully for this moment. Like yeah. it's almost, this is that Esther moment that for such a time as this moment that um, we have been prepared for, but we have to, we have to rise up, wake up and understand and accept and utilize. Cause I think a lot of people don't know how to utilize these weapons that God has given us. Mm, yeah. So it's very important that we, that we begin to utilize and, and understand what our position and our authority is in this time so that, and that's not like an arrogant thing. Like I'm in authority. I'm not, it's completely different than what we see happening in our world with the dictatorships and all that. It's just this um, underlying understanding of, of, Hey, listen, we have the, we have the answer here. Yeah. We're the ones answer as believers in Christ, you know, God wins in the end. We know that. And so we have to be able to claim that with complete and utter confidence, mm. you know, being self-assured, having a composed self-assured manner in our own spirit, mm-hmm. you know, being battle ready. And so just real quick for somebody listening today and that, you know, they hear uh, uh, us encouraging, utilize, you know, what has been given to you. And you were referring to the armor of God in Ephesians mm-hmm. chapter six. So just quick, how would one begin to utilize those? What does that look like for maybe someone listening and they feel like I I'm new to this. I don't know what that means. Yeah. Well, I would say that when you look at the armor of God specifically to be able to utilize that armor, it's really understanding what salvation means to you, you know? And so having your mind and your, you know, your mind clothed and covered and surrounded by the fact that you're set free, whom this, he, who the sun sets free is free. Indeed. You are not chained to addiction. You are not chained to, if you are a believer in Christ, you are free from the power that Satan has had over the, the people, you know, you've been set free from that. The chains have been broken. And so to understand that so that you're not deceived by what Satan is trying to do, which he's trying to make you believe that you are still under his authority. No, you haven't been, um, you haven't been, you're not under that anymore as a believer. And so there's so much about understanding belief. We always have to go back to the power of the renewed mind, 
renewing ourselves in truth, understanding that we are clothed in the righteousness of God in Christ, which is the breastplate of righteousness, understanding that I'm not walking guilty because God sees me through the, this grid of the blood of Jesus and he sees me as perfect. So I don't have to walk in shame. I don't have to walk in doubt. I don't have to walk in insecurity because God has, he sees me through the blood of Christ. God, you know, Jesus paid the price for that. Anything that is from our past, the sin that we committed, whatever it was prior to becoming saved. And God is, is, sees us as righteous. So we have a confidence that we can move forward. Satan's going to always tell you, uh, you're not spiritual enough, or you don't have what it takes, or you haven't read the Bible today. So you can't say anything. That's a lie from the pit. You know, you think about Eve in the garden and as she was walking with the serpent, you know, the first mistake Eve made, why in the heck was she walking with the serpent in the first place? Yeah. Entertaining the voice of, of the enemy. When we entertain the voice of the enemy, then he starts to see your weak places. Then he can, and what happened to Eve? She was deceived. And so having this battle gear on this armor of God, the belt of truth uh, and the, and the, the shoes of the gospel of peace, all of those things make us ready. And, and, and remembering that the, the full armor of God is only for the front side. So there's nothing covering your back. So we can't turn and run. We have to march forward. The one thing that does go around our body is truth, yeah. the belt of truth. And so truth has to be, we have to be centered in truth. There's so much deception. There's so much, the enemy's trying to, you know, swirl things in chaos and all of this anarchy so that we cannot locate truth. So important to locate and know where the truth is so that everything we do, everything we think, everything we say is based from that place of truth, that foundational place Mm. of truth. So that's, those are the things that I have to believe and I have to walk in. And that helps me to resist. The Bible says, resist the devil and he will flee period resist him. And he must flee because Satan is uh, deadly afraid of our authority in Christ. Amen. He trembles. He trembles when a, a, a believing person understands their authority and walks in it. He's, he's a wussy. He's like the great and powerful Oz. You open the curtain and he's just a, you know, he's yeah. just a little man. And so it's understanding those truths and walking in those truths. That's how we utilize. And that's how we are able to stand firm in this, in this evil day. Yeah. So good. Thank you for walking listeners through that. And Mm -hmm. I would just interject um, also that we can't wait for our feelings to be our motivator. Mm. Uh, It's really activating our faith and, and reading that truth and applying it to our lives. Mm -hmm. Um, long before your feelings will ever tell you that this is truth. You know, it's, it's not allowing our feelings, our emotions or our circumstance to do the leading here. Um, you know, and, and I think that there's, there's just some, some change that can take place that is really powerful. Once we begin to kind of remove those, those things that quite Mm -hmm. possibly might be doing the leading and saying, no, 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 this is what, 
the truth is. This is what God says about me, about my life, about my future, who I am in him. And Mm -hmm. even though, you know, I might be feeling this way, or I have this thought, I'm going to do what scripture tells me, and I'm going to take hold of that thought. And I'm going to apply the truth to it. Amen. I mean, activating of the faith. Yeah, it totally, is. And totally. one thing we have to understand is the enemy is always going to shoot the darts of those thoughts into our minds. And we have to understand that we have a choice to either resist that thought or to accept that thought. And so we, it's not a one time and you're done. You know, it's that ongoing. The enemy's going to look for the cracks in your armor. He's going to look for those places that you're doubting, those places that you're a little insecure in. And so that's why we have to continually build up our faith build up our, our understanding of truth, you know, because, because we have to stand strong and remain strong when, because the enemy's never going to stop. He's never going to stop. You know, I believe that I'm, there's a moment in time when he goes, I'm losing this battle. It doesn't mean he's, you know, just like Jesus in the, in the wilderness, you know, he couldn't win that battle after Jesus resisted him, but he can't, the Bible says, um, he left and it was going to return at a more opportune time. Yeah. So we know the enemy's out. He's enraged. He's a, he's a madman at this point. So we have to remain standing firm. That's why, you know, Paul said it three, four times in just that short period of verses stand firm. And have, after you have done everything to stand, which means prepared, that's like a past tense of the verb of that word. Every after, after you've done everything to stand, now stand because you are ready, because you believe, because you are, have trust, because the truth is is completely and, and totally just engaged in your life. Now you can stand. Mm-hmm. In having put all the all, all of those armor pieces on and walking in that in that truth of the word of God. Mm-hmm. So God is He's given us everything to stand. Right, given us everything to to battle. We have everything we need. We don't need to doubt that at all. And I just think that so many in the body of Christ, just because the onslaught was so great and so intense and it happened so fast, it caught people off guard, but we have to get back up on our feet. Yeah. Yeah. That's an encouragement for maybe one or two women that it's time for us to get back on our feet because God needs each and every one of us. Yeah. Yeah. There's a purpose for each and every one of us on this earth. And if I don't fulfill my position, someone else will fulfill that position, but I'm going to lose out. Just like in the book of Esther, you know, Mordecai said, you know, if, if you won't do it, God's going to choose another one, but you know that your family's going to die because you're a Jew. And she, she pivoted and she went from thinking naturally to thinking supernaturally. And she said, okay, okay, call everybody to prayer. I'm going to do this. And it, and if, if I, if I die, I die. She says, I mean, what courage Yeah, what courage she walked in, but she was convinced she knew, she yeah. knew that it was then it was that time. Yeah. So good. 
So good. You know, we've been talking um, about God just issuing this, what I refer to as a clarion call into the body of Christ. You know, we've been talking about it to rise up. This is, you know, there's, it's done sitting on the side. We're done sitting on the sidelines. He's calling mm-hmm. us forward. He's calling us to reach higher. He's, you know, to step out with, with courage. And, and so when you think about that and, and just with eyes of faith and, this, you know, we're talking about women here. And of course it's the body of Christ, but because women are typically the listeners here and rises, but as you think about, you know, women of God, women of faith, hearing that, that call, their spiritual senses are alert and, you know, they're awake and they've heard the call and they begin to rise up with your eyes of faith. What do you see as the outcome of that? I mean, what is the potential if, if we say, you know what, I am done playing it safe with my faith. I'm done Mm -hmm. sitting on the sidelines and I'm going to rise up. What do you think the potential is in that? Well, it's, it's like I said, God's already given us every answer that, that, that of what's going to happen. He says, you know what, in the last days, it's going to be evil. There's going to be all these things, but I'm going to pour out my spirit. And he says on all flesh, that means everybody's going to have a sense that the Holy spirit is drawing them. And so when we realize that, that we are going to stand up in our faith, God is saying, okay, I'm, I'm pouring out my spirit in the last days. So go forth. And, you know, and, and the bottom line is the battle is won. God already won the war. God's the one who's going to be the victor. So it's like watching a movie when you already know the ending, you can totally just rest in God, you know, and, and just relax in that. And that whole thing about resting, which has to be a constant in our lives, allows us to have having the peace of God and all of those things residing inside of us allows us to hear the voice of God because you're not stressed out with anxiety and just afraid. Fear will fill your mind, will fill your heart that you can't even hear the voice of the Lord when he's speaking and calling you to do something. So having that rest because we know the outcome and praise God. We don't have to worry about that. The Bible says in, in John 16, 33, he goes, this world's going to have trouble. He says, but cheer up. I've already overcome the world. Yeah. You know, so we have that assurance and that's what, you know, in Hebrews 11, one, when it says faith is the assurance, it's the foundation that we believe that God exists, that he's the creator. He's the one that put this whole thing together, that his salvation. He was the one that provided it for us, you know? And so we don't have to, what he declares is going to come to pass. We don't have to question. And so those are the things that have been swirling in my spirit. And that's what has caused me to just be strengthened in the Lord as I've rehearsed and retold myself all of those things that God has put down for us to stand firm on. You know, it's a complete package with God. And I'm just so grateful for that. But we know in the last days, it's going to be hard, but simultaneously he's pouring out his spirit. So we have to be ready to um, be the messengers and to gather in the harvest. You Mm -hmm. know, this is that time to gather in the harvest, Mm -hmm. such a powerful time, such an exciting time. 
Mm-hmm. Amen. Uh, and so, like I said, at the beginning of our, of our episode, you're one of our, our speakers this year at She Rises and mm-hmm. we've had you with us before. We're super excited to have you back again for such a time as this. And, and so why would you encourage women to come, you know, thinking about gathering together and uh, just kind of mm-hmm. speak into that a little bit? Well, I mean, first of all, the Bible talks about don't forget to get together. You know, don't forsake the assembly of yourself. The Bible talks about that. And isn't it just like the enemy to try to isolate people? That's exactly because when he isolates us, then we have no, no sister in Christ speaking into us, encouraging us. So getting together, you know, it's not only commanded by God, but it's uplifting and encouraging to our spirits. I'm never more encouraged in, in, like when I'm here in, at the, the university and if I feel down, I feel a little bit overloaded and I go to chapel with the kids and we worship together and I hear the word of the Lord and I interact with the body of Christ. I come out so lifted, so encouraged and just renewed in my vision. It's like, that's right. This is what's the most important. And so being together with women, it makes us better. It's ironing, sharpening iron. It reshapes our perspective and it sharpens our clarity again. And that is so vital. We have to, we have to be together. And there's, there's something that happens, I believe in corporate togetherness that when we come together, that's not going to happen when we're by ourselves. There's an, there's a, a special anointing on that in the spirit of God and being prayed for praying with one another, being able to be you know, that the whole body of Christ being jointly fit, utilizing your gifts to encourage one another, it just all works together. And so it's so vital that we, you know, cast down the fear of being together and come together and allow the Holy Spirit to minister to us, to train us, to refuel us. Being together with other women is just absolutely probably the one I would say so vital in this time, just because of the way the enemy tried to isolate the body of Christ. Everybody was isolated. And so many people have struggled with fear and struggled with depression and suicidal thoughts. And all of that has happened because of this, you know, pull, uh, pushing everybody away and into their homes. And it's just time for us to, to come out. We just need to come out as time, you know, yeah. to wake up and come together. Yeah. Uh, I I think that isolation is just the enemy's playground and we were created for community. Mm -hmm. God created us for community. We are, that's why we're called the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The body of Christ consists of, you know, different, different ages and different ethnicities and, you know, men and women, and we need Mm -hmm. one another. He created us that way. He didn't create us to, you know, just live by ourselves. And I, I love what you said about just that, that piece of coming together and how it just really spurs one another on in their faith Mm -hmm. and find encouragement. And that, that word that you use that sisterhood, I Mm -hmm. love that word because the thing is, is, is when the enemy wants to convince us that nobody understands and nobody likes you and, you know, all of those things that he makes us with to believe when we, when we choose to position ourselves in 
a setting like this or even church, you know, mm-hmm, many mm-hmm. people, you know, are, are still having to watch online, which is fine. I'm not trying to take mm-hmm. away from that, but I think that it's time to go back to church. So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. um, but I, I think that it encourages us to be able to look around the room and see, I have a sister over there and over there and over mm-hmm. there. And, oh, mm-hmm. I met this new person over here and, and see, I'm really not alone. The enemy is yeah. telling me that I am all alone and that I don't have a community. I don't have a healthy community around me. No, 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 you do. You <clears throat> do. And so we just want to speak that over you, that you do have a healthy community around yes. you and, and man, to just come out and, you know, I, I hear testimony after testimony, you know, I've hosted, uh, this will be my, my 11th event. And every single year, I always hear testimonies of praise the Lord that, that the impact, the far reaching impact of what God spoke to their hearts or what he did in their lives is so far reaching. It doesn't just and on the weekend when we pack up and get in our cars and go home, this I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not about that. I don't want to just have an event just to say, wow, look at me, I'm doing something. I mean, right. I want to I have an impact and, and just foster that atmosphere where we're hosting the Lord's presence really well. And mm-hmm. um, so we, we really we really want you to come out. I mean, there's a, there's a spot for you. It's not going to be the same without you. And we look forward to seeing you in May. You can find all of the details and the tickets information at the link in the show notes, but uh, Karen, it's been so great to have you on the show. Do you have any final thoughts or words that you want to leave with us? Just, I, I, you know, I want to just reiterate the scripture in Isaiah 52, wake up wake up and clothe yourself in strength and splendor and um, come on in May, come to the conference. It's going to be, there's a word that's brewing in my spirit that is just going to be very, very encouraging and very uplifting and exhorting to the, to the women. And I'm just super, super anticipatory and excited about women being set free from the fear and from the inhibition and from just the, the things that the enemies tried to load on them. And I've already seen it happening. It's been powerful and uh, women have been delivered and set free. And that's, that's where we need to be because again, there's something that God has specifically for each one of us. So every woman listening, there's a, there's a, there's a role, there's a place for God that he wants to use you in. And if you don't rise up and if you don't shed all of the dust and shake it all off and put on your armor and clothe yourself with splendor, then something's going to be missing. So we do need you. We need you in this army of this organized army of warring women ready to proclaim the gospel. So, so you got to be there. You got to be there. Amen, sister. Oh, all right. Well, thank you so much for tuning in again this week. Know that we are championing you forward and all the things that God has for you, all the things that he has planned for you and purpose for you in this world. You have gifts on the inside of you. You have potential on the inside of you. You have Christ on the inside of you and everything that you bring to this world is needed. And you are alive for such a time as this for a reason, for a purpose. It's no coincidence that you are alive right now in this hour. So take care, have a great rest of your week, and I will catch you right back here next week. And we look forward to seeing you in May. Have a great rest of your week. 
Thank you so much for joining me this week. It was great connecting with you. Hey, would you do me a quick favor that would mean the world to me? Would you go ahead and leave a few stars and a review or even a comment? It not only means so much to me, but in the online space and the podcasting world, the more stars, reviews, and comments that a podcast receives, the further the reach. It ranks up a little bit higher in Google searches, which then results in reaching more women with this amazing content. So if you are blessed and enjoying, you know, just the content that you are hearing here on the podcast, would you go ahead and leave a few stars, a review and some comments? It means the world to me. Thank you so much. And I'll catch you right back here. Same place, same time next week.